It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage with your hosts, Zach, that good-looking guy, and me, Ray, uh, the short, fat, balding guy, which, in my case, I think means I've got the total package. You certainly do, Pops. I yeah, I'm not going to build off of that. All right, so here's the deal, folks. We have some late developments on the UAW strike. What's real? What the realization has become for me, Dad? If the UAW strike continues to go on in any type of prolonged way, yes. new car prices are going to skyrocket once again. And yes. we have seen now uh, threats of on Friday continued strikes, more strikes at new locations from the UAW. There was a moment in time where Joe, um, uh, uh, our, our current president, excuse me, Joe Biden was going to be visiting or members of his staff were going to be visiting to try and remediate things. You've got other presidential candidates trying to get involved. Sean Fain saying nothing's going on. We're not satisfied with what we're seeing. Some slight good news. Yes. Ford did strike a deal with Unifor up in Canada. So we averted a strike in Canada. But dad, every direction you look. It seems like the strike will continue to be more prolonged than maybe we initially thought, although we are simply in day five now, day six. Something like that. I don't know. It started, started at midnight on Friday. Okay. In Manila. So, you know, I, 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 I know that we would like to believe that it's really been a long, 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 long time. It hasn't been. It's four or five days. Um, you know, Yes, if if it is a prolonged strike, would it impact production? Obviously, would a lack of production possibly impact pricing because supply would dwindle and demand might still be there? Or perhaps supply would get down to a level that would be normalized for the big three and uh, prices would remain what they are, which is too high to begin with. Um, I did notice that that the UAW said they're going to they're going to uh, strike an axle plant in Alabama that will impact um, Mercedes Benz. So I I know well that that's got everybody shaking in their boots right there because Mercedes Benz hardly has any inventory at all uh, at their dealerships. He's kidding. They have yes. a lot of inventory. Yes, and their dealers are. Are, are writing letters to Mercedes-Benz asking them to produce some less expensive vehicles. So th- this, this could be a good thing for Mercedes. Who knows? I do think, though, Dad, one dynamic to all this that we haven't talked about yet, but I think is worth bringing up on today's show. We've got the potential for new car prices to go up, to, to continue to appreciate as a result of the strike. And in general, we've covered this story on the channel before. Toyota has proven there's a really highly profitable business model in continuing to restrict supply. So no matter what the outcome is, we talked about it just the other day. There was the auto finance news article. Uh, about day's supply of inventory. Automaker, uh, executives at the at the automakers voted in this anonymous survey saying that yeah. they don't want their day's supply of inventory to be over 30 to 60 days. It was like 80, over 80% of all those that responded want less than 60 days supply of inventory, no matter how you slice or dice this. Yes. The business model of fewer vehicles available for sale is going to be an outcome here, no matter what happens to the UAW or anything else. At the same time, at the yeah. same time, Dad, we have another phenomenon going on in the market. Let me pull this up on the screen. We don't talk about this that often on this channel. We have a different channel 
primarily for these types of discussions. But we know that the federal government wants to incentivize the purchase of electric vehicles. There is a huge investment from automakers uh, in electric vehicles, and there's huge investment from the federal government to push consumers to buy electric vehicles. So there's the potential, and I think it's more than potential. I think it's a likely reality, again, regardless of what happens at the UAW strike, that new car prices go up. And at the exact same time, Yes. Electric vehicle prices plummet as oversupply concerns grow. <laughs> yes. Is this not the perfect setup, Dad? To get people to go electric? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, what are we going to call it? In the history books, 50 years from now, they're going to call it what? The the great electrification? Like, like, we are literally witnessing the financial justification for going electric versus buying a new internal combustion engine vehicle because of these different factors. What what we are witnessing, in my opinion, is government dictating what it is that we as consumers will own moving forward. Not necessarily the automobile manufacturers. Okay. They've they've agreed that they're going to move in the EV direction because, well, governments are almost mandating it, and governments, to a large degree, are underwriting it. Um, My question would be, is that really government's responsibility to decide what it is? What? This is not. A, we're not going to have a civics. It's 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 YouTube, man. It'll just it'll turn into a bad discussion. I mean, whether it's government's responsibility or not, it's what's happening, Dad. Well, I, I understand it, but it, it's not happening because it was necessarily what consumers um, were clamoring for, or it wasn't necessarily what manufacturers were clamoring for, and it didn't become something that manufacturers are starting to clamor for until federal and state governments decided to throw billions upon billions upon billions of dollars at it. Um, So, you know, what is it? It's not the great electrification. It is the great reset as determined by governments globally. That's what it it is. Government, and I'm sorry you'll get mad at me, but it is government overreach, okay? Let the market decide what the hell the market wants, not the government decide what the hell the market wants. So I I apologize for you do not apologize whatsoever. So that's fine. You don't have to apologize. I'm just trying to say, let's keep it on the rails here and not make this an argument about the role of government in our lives. The data does tell a compelling financial story here, Dad. In July 2023. The average price Americans paid for a new EV was $53,633. In August 2023, the price fell by $257 to $53,376. That's a remarkable 18.7% lower than the average transaction price back in August of one year prior at $65,688. We are talking about the potential for other automakers to operate in ways similar to to Toyota, i.e. not a lot of inventory, lots of pricing power. The UAW strike is a great justification to have less inventory. We already saw it happening in advance of the UAW strike, unspecified part shortages leading to uh, plant shutdowns in advance of the strike. My point here is not rather whatever side you're on, government overstepping or government not overstepping, there is now going to be a financially 
smart move to be made to buy an electric vehicle because those prices are plummeting while we're going to see manufacturers have tons of price uh, power on their internal combustion engine vehicles. And it really does look like the setup for a transition of where we were to where we're going. Well, yeah, but the, the, the setup is being forced upon us. And, and it's being forced upon us in the sense that, that the legacy manufacturers, the ones who are late to the, uh, to the table with EV vehicles, they need to continue to sell high-priced, high-profit-margin internal combustion engine vehicles to underwrite the losses in their EV divisions. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Ford yesterday. They anticipate losing $4.5 billion this year on their EV sales. Now, the company itself would should make about for about $12 billion. You take out all that EV crap and guess what? They're making $16 billion. So it is, it, they, they have as much as we want them to produce lower cost, lower profit margin vehicles for the vast majority of Americans, they can't afford to because they need the high profit margin vehicles to to underwrite everything that they do in EVs. And it, and it is it is entirely because of the money that governments globally are throwing at this because governments believe to a certain degree that this will help solve some of our climate issues globally. Whether it will or whether it won't, I don't know. Forcing people into having to make that transition from ice to EV. Pops, how much more, how much more we're live on there. How much more do I have to say? I don't want to have that conversation. Like, can we just, <laughs> you can say it every time I bring it up. How about that? <laughs> Great. Okay. I don't really want to have that conversation. I want to look at the data. I want to look at the numbers, not our divergent opinions on what is and isn't right for civics here. All right, let's look at how prices have changed across different classes of vehicles. And that's where you can see the potential for folks to, honestly, it's not even potential, for everything you just described to be happening in actuality. Look at this debt. We have the third line down on the screen. We're looking at average transaction prices from August of 2023 versus August of 2022, as well as the month prior to July. And you have the month over month and year over year change. EVs, electric vehicles, are down 18.7%, like we just said. Let's come down here, Pops, and let's look at... Can I say one thing about that? And there's only one company that that benefits, okay? And that's Tesla. All the other companies that are trying to produce electric vehicles and losing their asses doing it, okay, look at that number and they go... Why? What are we doing? Why are we even involved? Okay. If Tesla can keep affording to lowering their prices to basically control the EV market, why why are the legacy manufacturers even trying to play in that playground, in that sandbox? What's the point? I mean, because every time Tesla lowers the price, and they seem to do it quite a bit, um, that makes it even harder for the legacy manufacturers 
to ever be able to make any money selling EVs. So at what point do they say, the hell with this, okay, we're just going to keep making ICE vehicles that we can make money on, and and hopefully we can turn public opinion back around to let's get an ICE vehicle that is uh, more fuel efficient, has less emissions, you know, I just, Tesla is, Tesla owns the market. Tesla controls the market. Tesla is putting the screws to every one of the legacy manufacturers. I'll say it one more. What is the point of them being in the electric vehicle business? The way that they're subsidizing it is like you said. So look at this, Ted. We have 18.7% decline in electric yes. vehicle prices, just like you said. But then look down on this chart. We have full-size cars up 7.6% year over year. Full-size pickup trucks up 3% year over year. Full-size crossovers and SUVs up 5.4% year over year. These are the bread and butter vehicles where those OEMs make a lot of money, especially on the pickup trucks and the SUV. So it's no wonder that prices there are going up because they need the money. They need that income to be able to, to do everything that you were just describing. Look at high performance cars up market 17.8% up year over year. Hybrid for some reason up 18.1%. I guess it's because of all the investment over on the EV side of things. I get where you're coming from with regards to the market d- dynamics. Tesla, you're 100% right, owns the market and uh, you know absolutely is putting the screws to everyone. <laughs> If this UAW strike is prolonged, if the OEMs actually get their wish and follow a Toyota-like playbook, we will see continued price increases for full-size pickup trucks. For I mean, we just saw it with the F-150, the 2024 F-150. The MSRP, the base MSRP went up again. New car prices will likely continue to go up in terms of base MSRPs, while EV options become the more affordable one for most people to get their hands on. That is a dynamic that clicked for me recently realizing that the UAW strike could be prolonged, which is only truthfully a net benefit to the OEM. They want less supply so they can have pricing power. Like everyone else kind of gets screwed in that dynamic. And I think it's a, it's truly, if you look at Toyota, it's truly the the way of the future. That's what they want. Well, and, and truth be told, Zach, whether there's a, a UAW strike or not, um, MSRPs go up every year. Okay. Yeah. There, 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 there isn't a year that goes by where there isn't a price increase. It's just, hey, it's it's the new 2024. So well, the new 2024 is a little bit better than the old 2023. So there's a little bit of a price increase. So price increases are natural and normal. Um, something that we've always seen. What what we haven't seen before is what Tesla's doing in the market, which is they started at high prices. They figured out how to build vehicles cheaper than anybody else. Okay. And then then to control the market, they keep lowering the prices. There's There's no way, whether strike or no strike, there's, there's no way for the for the big three to compete, okay? Where in, you know, Farley can say all he wants that that even though the EV division is going to lose $4.5 billion this year, by 2026, we, we, we predict, we project 
that it'll that will be operating at an eight percent profit margin on EVs. Well, you ain't going to go from a four and a half billion dollar loss to an eight percent profit margin on those in two years. You know, based on the cost of everything that has to go into an EV, costs are going up; they're not going down. You know, yeah, I hate it. to build them for the legacy manufacturers. And the only one that can afford to compete at this point in the United States seems to be Tesla. Okay. Now, what happens if other European brands or, as people like to say, Chinese brands um, come into the United States and offer cheap EVs? I don't know. But I do believe that there still is a way for manufacturers to offer cheap gas-powered and diesel-powered vehicles, um, but they're just, you know, scrapping those ideas of doing that uh, because they feel like they have to compete on the EV side of things. That and also they've proven you can make a heck of a lot of money selling to the wealthy, selling to those who can afford the expensive luxury, more luxury vehicles. We've seen every automaker under the sun. Toyota came out and said last year, their U.S. head of sales, Jack Hall, said, we wouldn't be surprised if the average transaction price for a new Toyota hits $50,000. Maz, the CEO, came out and said, we're trying to go up market. There have been very few yeah. automakers, Dad, who have had any type of communications to the public to suggest they're interested in producing cheap vehicles, hard stop, let alone cheap internal combustion engine vehicles. So there's this affordability crisis that we've been talking about for a long, long time. And it will, of course, likely continue on into the near future. Let's switch gears, Dad. We had a couple thoughtful contributions come through. And then I want to talk about certified pre-owned vehicles, which is something that our audience likely is considering if they're in the market to buy a car. But first, let's come here from Just a Cinnamon Bun. Thank we you, Just a Cinnamon your, Bun. Your contribution. Greetings from Metuchen. No, Metuchen. Metuchen, New Metuchen. Jersey. Yeah, stop by the Metuchen Diner sometime. You guys think it's better buying something this December or waiting until Q1 2024? New car, I'm buying this December. I'm not waiting until Q1 of 2024. What do you think, Pops? I, I the, the last week of the year, uh, from Christmas to New Year's, is the best week to buy a car. It's when dealerships are busiest. It's when dealerships um, have their greatest um, discounts where manufacturers are offering their highest incentives, both to the consumer and to the dealers. Um, everybody's trying to hit their sales goals for the year. That week has always been the best week for a consumer to buy a car. Nothing's changing. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. From Mark here, thank, thank you for the contribution, Mark. Mark. We always love seeing you. Great to be with you, Cardi. Yep, happy to have your time with us today, Mark. We appreciate it. We've got from Chris. You guys change your tune every week. We do not, Chris. I think that the the titles of the streams can sometimes be confusing, and I own that and respect that. We also use titles and, and um, uh, visuals that help draw a new audience in day after day after day. But the tone here is that if there is a UAW strike that is prolonged, and if other automakers wake up to what Toyota is doing, which they are, we will likely see new car prices continue to go up not down. MSRPs will continue to go up. We've done all sorts of research and work around the fact that MSRPs have gone up. Automakers have chosen to not produce their more affordable vehicles. We've got from D-Rod. Ray, the problem is MSRP is up 20 plus percent. And then the dealers add market adjustments, double whammy at once. That's definitely happening. Pops. Yes. And that's definitely a problem. And, and that's definitely when we see that, that 
that just falls on the shoulders of dealers and dealer greed. Um, if you want to look at your business as a dealership, as a long-term business, act accordingly. And what I mean by that is play the long game. Don't try and take advantage of customers for a short-term gain while knowing full well they're going to wake up the next day and go, I'm never doing business with that dealership again. Do the right thing. You know, in, in the old days, three and a half years ago, you've heard me say it a zillion times, if a customer paid MSRP at the dealership, everybody was high-fiving each other because we couldn't believe that a customer would pay MSRP, okay? Today, MSRP in many cases is a deal because too many dealerships are charging market adjustments. So, you know, just go back to the time where you could say, God, I, I'd love to get MSRP for a car. There was enough margin built in the car from the manufacturer to survive. Hell, three and a half years ago, the average front-end new car gross profit in America for mass market brands, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking high, I'm not talking Lamborghini, I'm not talking Ferrari, I'm not talking Highline stuff. Mass market brands, average front end new car gross profit, two to three hundred dollars per new car sold. In many, many cases, new car departments were a loser. They were not profitable on a year by year basis. So many manufacturers tried to come up with ways to help make new car departments profitable. It was parts and service that were profitable. It was pre-owned cars that were profitable. It was finance and insurance that was profitable. New car departments were the loss leader of dealerships. And today, new car departments are the shining star. I'm not saying you need to go back to when it was two to three hundred dollars profit per car, but you don't need to be at three to four thousand dollars profit per new car. Be somewhere in between. I hear you loud and clear. And those same operators will say, yeah, it's kind of nice making three or four thousand dollars a car. I want to go to the chat here for a moment, pops, and then we'll switch gears. From H Sun Hayzak, where can I find the pre-negotiated pricing for Ford? dealers and i will pull up jared's comment as well one thing courage is is consistent especially at trashing ford can we fit this in today boys we're running out of time jared not going to trash ford today actually we have so for h son's question we actually have partnered we have a dealer partner that owns multiple ford locations pre-negotiated ford pricing generally speaking three percent above invoice email me zach z-a-c-h at caredge.com if you're interested we can we can we can help you. It'll all be online in the near future here. We ran into a few technical bugs yesterday, but that doesn't stop us from actually starting to help. All of the vehicles are pre-negotiated on price. Again, Zach, Z-A-C-H at caredge.com. Generally speaking, pretty much everything is 3% over invoice. So H-Sun, please email me. And there you go, Jarrett. We're not trashing for today. We're trying to help sell some of their cars in a fair. And honestly, it ties in a little bit here with Jeff and Leslie's comment. The Tesla buying model is far more customer friendly than the endless haggling yes. over fees and dealer add-ons on mandatory options. Dealerships are a huge source of the dissatisfaction. That is exactly why I just did the pitch 
for the new thing that we got going on where we've partnered with dealers, pre-negotiated pricing. We'll even do delivery to your door. Like the car gets shipped to your home. So yeah, we're trying to build like a Tesla model for all the other OEMs. We're trying to convince dealers that that's actually like the right way to do it. So you don't have to deal with all the other bullshit, you know, BS. Yes. So there you go. That's my yeah, spiel. For very, me. very nicely said. And the fact that you uh, that you self censored, I am. You know, although I, I swear I heard the sh at least of the poll. Starting, um, starting to come at. No, it's a super cool program. I'm really excited about. It. We're starting with Ford. I, I mean, we actually started with the sales event last month or two months ago. Now, now we've got this Ford, this group that has Ford dealerships. We're gonna bring in other models, make some models. Like, it's really exciting. It's it's pretty it's pretty damn cool what we're actually on the cusp of doing. Um, all right. But anyway, Dad, anyway, these, these, as someone once said, these are exciting times in which we live, especially in courage. I do have to get even though with Jarrett calling me out. And so we are dad, yes. go for yes. it. Actually, you know what? We're going to save it. We're not going to do our favorite segment. We'll save that for the next story. All right. When Ford announced that their 2024 Ford F-150, for a moment there, it seemed like you had to subscribe to get access to your 360-degree camera. Ford has since come out and said that this is not the case. But on their website, Dad, on Ford's website when the 2024 F-150 came out, it said the 360-degree camera with split-view displays provides the driver a view of what is directly in front or behind of the vehicle, yada, 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 yada. 360-degree camera and split view is included with a 90-day free trial period. Customer has the option to purchase continued activation at the end of the trial. Now, Ford did come out and say that was a typo, okay? You do not actually have to subscribe to get access to your camera system. But I thought it was kind of interesting that it took a little journalistic work to make sure that you don't have to subscribe for your camera. It is indeed. Would you please pull up the the comment? At At the end. At the end. Yeah. Why do you take my fun away? You need a director, and I am your director. Um, perhaps I should have spanked you more as a child. <laughs> no, that is not the right appropriate response. <laughs> can we do our favorite segment and then you can rant or do whatever you'd like to do? Really? You've got to be kidding me. All right, Pops, we've been talking about this on this channel for a while now. Not only did we start out today's show spending a little bit of time about electric vehicles, which is a contentious topic for a lot of folks, we now have, of course, robo-taxis taking over the streets. If you uh, haven't read any science fiction books in a long time, you're happening, if you're in Austin, Texas, you happen to be living in one, cruise robo-taxis cause Austin, Texas gridlock due to, quote, heavy pedestrian traffic. Residents in Austin, Texas are fed up with cruise-induced traffic jams just like Californians. We've got more and more unfortunate. Like, does this not just look dystopian, Dad? So, so are you, are you suggesting? Look at it, that image, it, man. It looks crazy. But, but, but it, it seems to me the underlying issue here is that, well, robo-taxis are great in unpopulated areas. But if you want to have robo-taxis where people live, that, that ain't going to work. Okay, and that is the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Okay, I mean, you don't need taxis in the middle of nowhere if you're trying to move people around. Where you where you need taxis is where the people live, and if well, where the people live is going to confuse the hell out of the taxis. 
Well, uh, that doesn't sound like a winner to me. That 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 sounds like uh, we've really wasted a whole lot of time, effort, energy, and money here. It's you hear me say it all the time in our business that you got to iterate. You got to iterate. I think the unfortunate reality yes. of moments like these is they will a get sensationalized. So even if it's just one instance, it's going to be a headline. It's absolutely going to be a headline because it's so crazy looking. And B, you're iterating in public. Like you're, you're, and we do this at Car Edge. We'll ship stuff and then maybe it ends up being a little bit buggy and we got to fix it. But we don't have, we don't have cars on the road, you know? <laughs> like it's, it's, I think it's important for, uh, for these companies that they're, they're, as they're approaching this type of stuff, Pops, like, yeah, there's a lot of implications. You're going to get some headlines and some press like this where it's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't look, doesn't look so good and leaves a bit of a black eye on the whole approach to robo taxis taking over the world. It does. Now pull up the starred comment, please. I will. I want to pull up Brian's first really quick. Freedom of speech, you're censoring him. No, we are father and son. We do this show together. Like, I'm not censoring my dad. I'm trying to make sure that we we have a structure to the show that we both feel really proud of after we get offline, not in the heat of our emotions during the show. So from Oscar, like I just said, not get caught up in the heat of our emotions during the show. Right, Dad? I'm not caught up in the heat of my emotions. <laughs> It's just Oscar says, Oscar says, your dad. dad Yeah. Let me read it. Your dad made a living clubbing people. And now you want to take that away from other people. (laughs) A Oscar shame on you for thinking that clubbing people would be okay. That's number one. And B I didn't have to club people to make a living in the car business. Okay. You know, not everybody in the car business is a thief and a liar and a cheat. Some of us in the car business actually spoke the truth and tried to help customers out. Some of us, me, for example, used to sit down and try and counsel customers as to why it might not be in the best interest for them to go ahead and purchase a vehicle at this particular point in time. Okay, it was in my best interest for them to do it, but it wasn't in their best interest for them to do it. And I would suggest that, I don't know, I'd wait for myself to get the rewards if they waited till it was a better time for them to do something. I figured in the long run, if I help somebody understand the implications today, they'll reward me with their business when it's actually a better time for them to go ahead and buy something. So I will say you don't have to club people in the car business to make a living. And if you think, Oscar, that that's the way to operate, you are the problem, not me. Thank you, Zach. I'm done. You're good. No, that was really, really well spoken. I will pull up on the screen. We have a manifesto that my dad and I wrote together two years ago now. So let me pull this up on the screen. So for any of you that might be new, yeah, three years ago, maybe. If For those of you who, who might be new to our personal channel here, the Ryan Zach channel or our Car Edge channel, this is the Car Edge manifesto. This is why we do what we do. It talks about my dad talks about my mom talks about the whole experience of starting this company and trying to change this industry. So please, I encourage you. It's over on the community forum, caredge.com slash community pops. I've got something to show you today in the real world. We worked on something. I'll pull it up right here. It's a little hard to see on the screen. We have folks it's mirrored. So it's backwards, but we have a car buying 
strategy card. That is actually a free download on caredge.com slash card, C-A-R-D. The uh, Car Edge strategy card is awesome. You worked on it with Justin on our team and then James did the design work. It's 100% free. Uh, You just come here and you click on get free strategy card and then you get this awesome card that the reason I printed mine out, Dad, is because if I'm going to a dealership, I want to take this with me. I literally want to take this with me. I mean, print it out on an index card. doesn't have to be a giant piece of paper like I did, but it tells you the fees you should never pay at the dealership, the questions you should never answer too early at the dealership, the red flags you should watch out for when you're on the sales floor, how to handle yourself, when you're in the F&I office, how to handle yourself, when you're on a test drive, how to handle yourself. And my dad is especially proud of me because the inspiration for this project, again, caredge.com, slash card. The inspiration for this project is, for those of you that are familiar, when you play blackjack, there's basic strategy. And the rules for basic strategy, you can fit on an index card and you can go buy one of those things online and take it with you to the casino so you can make sure you're playing basic strategy. This is your basic strategy card, folks. Take this with you when you go to buy a card. Pull it out when you get confused and concerned, or at least have it on your phone. Again, 100% free. Thank you, Dad, for working on it with Justin. And again, thank you, James, for making it into a, a pretty and easily scannable document. It was, it was my pleasure. And, and yes, I was, I was excited beyond belief when you said, well, they've got basic strategy for blackjack and they have those little cards. Uh, hell, some of the casinos even so. We should have something like that for people when they're going to buy a car. Um, and, and so, yes, this will, this will make it harder for Oscar to club people in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, we, we should probably make them bigger. Okay. And people should roll them up and hit Oscar over the head. with. No, no, dad, dad, don't. My dad does not condone violence in any way, shape, or form. Just gotta just gonna throw that right, correct? You do not condone you violence. Know, you know, our dear friend Glenn, Glenn Bob. No, just say you don't condone violence. I don't condone violence, but our dear friend Glenn Bob, you know, sometimes I would piss him off so bad when I would ask him to actually do the right things. And and he would roll up his 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 paper, his worksheet, and he'd start hitting me over the head with it. You know, you know, and then he and then he'd go, yeah, well, you were right. Okay, so yeah, you don't actually hit Oscar over the head. The best way to hit Oscar over the head is to not do business with Oscar. Just saying that there you go. That yes, not a car edge. We do not condone violence in any way, shape or form. All right. Again, the card is free card.com slash card. If you're interested in the pre-negotiated forward pricing, email me for now. Zach, Z-A-C-H at caredge.com. New car prices, yeah, they're likely going to continue to go up. The UAW strike will have another update on Friday. We're actually going to have an update on Friday from Detroit. We are off tomorrow. We are back on Friday. We'll be together side-by-side in Detroit. That is going to be an interesting show, to say the least. So please tune in on Friday, and Pops, enjoy a restful afternoon. Well, you do the same, young man. I'm going to go fill my car up with gas for the drive to Philadelphia tomorrow morning um, so I can catch my flight from Philly to Detroit. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you and hanging out with the team and, um, you know, making a few new friends in in Detroit. I imagine there's going to be some people there happy to see us and some people. (laughs) 
Shut. We do not condone violence. Damn it. No. Um, I'm sure there'll be some friends. I'm sure there will be some people who are disinterested in seeing us. But either way, we'll have fun. And we will, of course, stream things live to YouTube. I also want to comment. I wore a collared shirt today. You did. You, for the first time in a long time, did not. Yes. You look good and everything. But now I kind of see why people suggest to me, like, Zach, get a haircut. Zach, wear a collared shirt. Like, it helps you look a little more professional. Um, <clears throat> yes. But since since... We, we we don't fit that mold. <laughs> a little more professional. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't, I you know, I, I'll probably put on a collared shirt in a few minutes when I go out the, because it's a little chilly here today. Yeah, um, it is. Ball's yeah. definitely in there. Yeah. All right, Dad, let's see. Uh, we'll see everyone on Friday. I'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. See you Friday at 9. Uh, PM, no, 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon, noon Eastern. Uh, ah, hell, whatever time we're on, just tune in. Tune in, damn it. Arthur, thank you for the contribution. Would the idea of the best time to buy a car being between Christmas and New Year's apply to Toyota purchases? No. Probably no. not. You know, no. it's because get, get on a wait list. Of, yeah, yeah, most of the Toyotas are pre sold anyway, so you just have to get on the list and. When your car comes in, your car comes in. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's not yes. a great answer. See you guys on Friday. Thanks, Pop. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody.